This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we discuss what's going on in our business. Plus, we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be talking to Anna Lee of 2049 Entertainment. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. With ASB Cash, you'll have the chance to earn as much as 20% of our broker commission, referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check our website at asbcash.com for more details. First of all, today let's cover some of the news going on in our industry. The content creators arrested by South Carolina police over public videos that were uploaded to an adult website have released a video via Facebook tearfully apologizing for their actions. In the video, the couple, now identifying themselves as Eric and Lori Harmon, spoke directly to the camera after their second arrest last week. The Harmons had been originally arrested by local police and charged with multiple sex crimes, including obscenity, after police were tipped off about public sex videos they had allegedly shot in Myrtle Beach and other locations and uploaded to an adult site. The Horry County Prosecutor, now that's not Horny County, by the way, is charging the couple with multiple charges of indecent exposure and also with participation in preparation of obscene material, part of South Carolina's rarely enforced obscenity statute, which considers all filming of sexual acts illegal. I'd like to think I was a good person, a visibly moved Lori Harmon told her Facebook audience. I was just having some fun. That's what I thought I was doing, but it was wrong. It's against the law, and I should not have done that, and I'm truly sorry, and I hate this because of my family or my kids having to go through this. Her husband, Eric, also charged for the videos, added that they did not want our kids to see this or even know about this, but the media has blasted us all over the world, and of course our kids found it. They are teenagers, Lori Harmon said on the verge of tears. They can see it. It hurts because they're my babies and I love them and they're hurting with me. At this point, Lori Harmon broke down and started sobbing. I'm here to apologize, she continued. I've learned a lesson. I'm not going to do it again. If anything, please reach out to me. I'd really like to make it right for you all because that's not how I want to live my life. I was just having fun and I got out of control. And this was a huge wake-up call. And I'm awake. I've been awake for days and days and days. But we're sorry, please, Lori Harmon concluded. The original January 16th arrest occurred after officers were tipped off to videos showing the couple performing sex acts inside a glass gondola at the Myrtle Beach Skywheel within view of the public and at a community pool in the Surfside Beach area of Horry County, sometime during December 2020. The alleged indecent exposure was not witnessed or reported by anyone at the time of the incident, and the investigation by local police seems to have only consisted of reviewing the videos allegedly posted by the couple to the adult site. A spokesperson for Oregon Democratic Senator Jeff Merkley has confirmed that the new version of the CISA bill he co-sponsored last year will ensure that the rights of consensual actors in the adult industry will continue to be protected. Right now, Senator Merkley and his staff are in listening mode, Deputy Communications Director Martina McLennan said in response to questions about the new version of CISA. The Stop Internet Sexual Exploitation Act, intended to prevent the uploading of pornographic images to online platforms without the consent of the individuals in the images, was co-introduced last December by Merkley and Nebraska Republican Senator Ben Sass, but it died without passing the committee stage before the end of the last Congress. A revised version of the bill is expected to be reintroduced during the current Congress. McLennan said that Merkley's office is currently conducting research to gather more information and feedback about how this proposed legislation could affect content creators and others online to ensure that the rights of consensual actors in this space will continue to be protected. 
Alana Evans, president of adult performers union APAG, was one of the stakeholders who earlier this month held a meeting with Merkley's office to advocate for the free expression of rights of the adult performers who had vocally criticized the phrasing of CISA. On January 20th, APAG released a statement stating the meeting went very well, with Merkley staff being responsive, concerned, and open to hearing our opinions about the legislation. When the meeting came to a close, the APAG statement concluded, we were offered the opportunity to stay in communication with their staff to be involved as the bill is shaped for future legislative intentions. We will maintain an open dialogue to be sure when CISA returns, it protects our workers as opposed to harming them. Pineapple Support will host Stocking Your Relationship Toolkit with Heart, that's spelled H-A-R-T, and it's a webinar about how to manage relationships as an adult content creator. The event, sponsored by Team Skeet, will be led by licensed mental health counselor Nikki Lyme. The webinar will focus on the innovative Harmony Aryan Relationship Tools, or HEART methodology, to equip attendees with the building blocks for developing healthy and meaningful relationships. Every healthy relationship is built on a foundation of knowing your partner, trust and vulnerability, said Line. HEART will provide these building blocks for you to develop them in your relationship, as well as identifying toxic patterns that can develop over a course of a relationship. Pineapple Support founder Leah Tannett said, Nikki is an incredible, kink-aware, and poly-friendly counselor with extensive training and experience in her field. As relationships can be especially challenging as an adult performer, it's essential to understand and develop tools that can be used to nurture and sustain positive and healthy relationships, Tannett added. The Stocking Your Relationship Toolkit with Heart webinar will take place via Zoom this coming Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. It's scheduled to last one hour, but may go longer. For more information and to access the webinar link, visit pineapplesupport.org. And I'd like to add that Adult Site Broker is a proud sponsor of Pineapple Support. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. Actually, our property of the week this week is a reminder. Just a reminder that we always have some private listings available in addition to what you see on our website and in our newsletters. We have pay sites, escort sites, tube sites, and other types of sites available. In these cases, the owner of the site is usually expressing the utmost care to make sure that the identity of his or her site or company does not get out into the public domain. These are also generally larger listings with big revenues. If you're interested in finding out more about our private listings, please complete our buyer's NDA on our website to see if you qualify. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Anna Lee of 2049 Entertainment. Anna, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you so much for having me here, Bruce. It's a pleasure. Now, let's uh, tell everyone a little about Anna. She's been in the adult industry for 20 years. You don't look that old. Uh, in the early 2000s, <laughs> she, she had a web-based cam and phone sex service. Uh, many of you know her as the former president of Otherverse, makers of Red Light Center and the Virtual World Web. In 2015, she started Hollow Film Productions, which is the parent company of HollowGirlsVR.com. There, Anna was uh, its president and executive producer. Hollow Girls VR won the first AVN Award for the Best VR Studio and Best VR Sex Scene in 2017. Uh, she's also received multiple nominations since then. In 2019, she launched 2049 Entertainment Inc., a virtual reality production company that creates cutting-edge immersive, inclusive, engaging content in live-action film, audio, and digital animation formats that's both innovative and entertaining while incorporating the latest in film and sex technology applications. Try saying that three times. Uh, the, the company is on a mission to press beyond the status quo of the typical VR production and raise the bar for everyone at the intersection of the adult industry and virtual reality. The company has already earned two nominations for Best VR Scene at both the 2020 XBiz and AVN Awards. Congratulations. Um, now, besides working on more of their own projects, 
2049 is one of the top VR production studios, and they're currently in full-time production for various other studios. So, Anna, I just gave kind of a capsule about your company. Tell me what I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tell me, uh, I guess, well, I guess we're done. No, uh, uh, tell me, tell me what I left out. Tell me more about your company. 2049 entertainment. And I call it 2049. It was actually, uh, it was birthed after I saw the movie Blade Runner 2049 and sort of the, the idea and the driving force behind it is I really want to create truly immersive experiences. And currently with the technology that is available, um, publicly and in my hands and that I'm able to talk about um, VR is sort of where, where we go from here. So this is where the company is right now. We're producing uh, the highest quality VR uh, adult films right now that we can for both myself. Uh, I'll be launching two sites this year as well as for other studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 2049 as its namesake, uh, you know, like its namesake is is this is just the beginning for us um what i'm really focused on is creating um very immersive very intimate like i said reality experiences or mixed reality if you want to call it or other reality um Mm. that it's going to incorporate kind of what you're seeing right now with the vr but then as well enable other technologies so you truly feel like you're having an experience and kind of the lines are blurred you know the fourth wall is broken and you're like what's going on is this real is this not um yeah, so hmm. that's 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 what the company is doing and working towards. Um, but obviously, with COVID, you know, we kind of we're kind of just kind of feeling it out like everybody else is and seeing <laughs> what we can do. But we're doing quite well, and I'm sure. so grateful for that. So sure. Yeah. Now, uh, now being in Canada, I'm sure hmm. that helps you production wise because obviously you're not in the. Uh, uh, clusterfuck that's known as the United States of America, um, and <laughs> the Canada. COVID core. <laughs> the COVID core is like yeah, the co- yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, right. thank God, thank God, either am I in my uh, in my home country, um, right. and um, so that has definitely given you an advantage. Um, how how much of an advantage is that, and uh, how has that helped you? It's an incredible advantage, uh, just straight up. Uh, it's an incredible advantage because I am, I have the capacity, let's say, or the offers to shoot as much as possible. The one limiting factor is we do lack the talent. Um, Canada is not necessarily known for a place where actual production happens. Uh, production typically happens um, in Los Angeles, although, um, you know, a lot of the big adult companies are here. Um, a lot of the production happens. So we, we are lacking in talent, but that's something that is also part and parcel with what I've been working on the last few months is really developing the talent pool here mm-hmm. um, and really showing. Yeah. And, and really, you know, guiding them. I'm shooting a lot of first timers and mm-hmm. my job is amazing. I have a dream job <laughs> straight up. Well, you create, you created your own dream job. I, you know what I did? It's so funny. I was like sitting on the couch the other day and looking around and I shoot out of my house now. I edited mm-hmm. my house. I completely converted my house into 2049 entertainment mm. studios and offices and post-production facility and everything mm-hmm. uh, during this year. And, um, you know, I was sitting around looking around. I'm going, wow. Like, yeah, no, I completely created my dream my dream job. So yeah, I feel very fortunate, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know, while we, while we don't have the same issues COVID wise, um, I mean, we're very, very careful. Don't get me wrong. It's still an issue, but sure. um, you know, while we don't have the extent to the extent of the issues that the, uh, that my American counterparts have. Um, yeah. I've been very fortunate that the work has come to me, which has been wonderful. And mm-hmm. initially I thought I'd be a little bit, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but it's been going well. It's a uh-huh. lot of hard work. Sure. Um, and like I said, we're, we're the one thing that we are lacking is talent, and uh, that's what I'm, I've been diligently trying to do is build up the talent pool here. And and you know, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. Sure, sure. There's talent everywhere. Now, <laughs> right. now VR is in kind of a unique position. Now, while it's been adopted a lot more widely in recent years. It's still not a huge percentage of the industry and, and what they do. Now, now, where do you see the technology now? Where do you see it going in the future? And how do you see your company being a part of it? 
Well, let me back up a little bit and say this. So one of the, I think, the limiting factors of virtual reality is and um, the problem that we have with the adoption of it was a couple fold. <laughs> Here we go. So the first one was uh, definitely people having a bad first experience, just to say it very plainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you get those cardboard headsets like everybody was giving out <laughs> in the early days, just for, you know, for fun in the swag bags. Sure. If that's your first experience of VR, you're like, eh, I'd rather look at some tubes out of my phone. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a consumer, honestly, mm-hmm. the barrier to, to getting off straight up, the barrier to getting off with a with a VR headset, there's a lot of hurdles you got to jump through. Sure, it's it's not easy. You know, you want to actually sit down and enjoy a scene, and it you've got to invest and plan. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's you know, it's not simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're cumbersome and they're heavy, and primarily they're used for family entertainment at this juncture. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a little weird to be taking the kids' Oculus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, these are all straight facts. Um, mm-hmm. so these are the limiting factors. The other problem, I, I think, is on the producer side, and I'm guilty of this myself in the early days. A lot of the VR content, especially in the beginning, was simply shot like regular content, but just with a VR camera. Hmm. And I think that was a, a big limiting quasi-killer for us. Hmm. Be- because why shoot something that's supposed to be immersive in a non-immersive way? Even though it's POV. You know? mm-hmm. And even though the girls looking at the camera and these all these other elements, sure. producers are often trying to flip the flip the scenes over pretty quickly. And I understand that. You know, mm-hmm. I get it. You have to balance. You have to balance your budget and time versus you know your your craft, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right? You gotta you gotta so you know you sometimes you gotta let some things go. But I right. I, I find that the biggest mistake we made as producers and I, like I said, I'm including myself in this category. I'm, mm. I'm guilty of it myself. Um, is 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 not paying attention to what the reason why we're doing it in VR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are we shooting this in VR? And mm-hmm. what can we do to make this feel like an experience over some kind of porn that you could easily watch by logging into any site? Yeah. Um, and so that's what 2049 specifically we focus on, and and you'll see that in in two of the sites I'm going to release later this year. Um, mm-hmm is that we're going to be focusing a little less on the sort of conventional setup, the conventional thing that you've been seeing so far, and really focus on what are the elements that we can do to make this this more immersive, make this feel more real. And those are things that I was experimenting with my first release, which is Black Box. Um, I really experimented with the quality of sound and the taking away... Mm -hmm. Of, of sort of the visual aspects and just having the girl by herself in a black room, nothing else, one light on her. How does that feel? How intimate can we get? How much are your senses thrust towards what is happening to you versus watching a porn? Um, and so that's something that I really, really took a lot of time with that series. I did 14 episodes like that. And um I, I learned a lot from it. It wasn't perfect. It was far from it. It mm-hmm. did well. It's still doing well. Thank God. I'm so grateful for that. It actually mm. helped me during COVID. Um, nice. But I think one of the reasons it did was I it was it was a it was a sort of an experiment and a focus on how can we make a sensual, wonderful, you know, pornographic experience that you can still get off to, but really, really play with the idea of your sensory experience with just a headset on. Mm. Um, and so those are the things I really focused on, like I said, using audio, using your, your site, which are the only two things that I have at my arsenal ready, unless you're going to attach yourself to a peripheral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, a, like a haptic device or something like that, you know, but, um, that's something that I really, really focused on was to how can we play with that and sort of move away from the standard everyday run of the mill porn scene. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love doing. I love mm-hmm. sets. I love I love parodies. I love going mm-hmm. crazy. You know, I love scripts. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't love it. But mm-hmm. I, if if we're gonna do it in VR, we need to do it in a way that's gonna lend itself to the medium. Sure. You know. Sure. Like you go to IMAX to watch an IMAX movie. Mm-hmm. You don't go to IMAX to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, although mm-hmm. it would look cool. Oh, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't. You don't. You don't go there. You go there for an IMAX experience. And so the same thing when you're putting on a headset. Like, it's cool that you could watch whatever you want on the headset. It's cool. You can watch Netflix, but that's not why I bought it. 
didn't buy it for that. I bought it to be immersed. I bought it to, I bought it so I could feel like I'm really there and that I'm fucking this chick. And, you know, and that's, I hope I can talk like that. By the podcast. <laughs> like I bought it, you know, so that I could have that experience. And um, so that's something that, you know, that I think is, was a great limiting factor. And I think why our sector hasn't been more successful, even sure. though sure. when I've worked in the mainstream sector mm-hmm. uh, because of my abilities and because of the, the, the time I've spent working in, in VR film, mm-hmm. mainstream is even farther behind that. So we're like sure. way leaps and bounds ahead of, of regular film of when course. it comes to VR content. Of course. But of uh, course. yeah, that, that was our big problem. Oh, and of, course, and of course you can swear. Come on. This is a, this is an adult industry <laughs> pod, podcast. We're, uh, we, we, we're certainly not uh, limited on the four-letter words. In fact, we encourage them. Um, Good. But, but uh, do, you still, do you still feel the technology holds you back? Well, I mean, my mind is, is 20 years from now. Like, right. like the, the, the stuff I want to do is, is I'm in 2049, literally. Like it's, it's <laughs> uh, beyond Huh. But, but, um, I am looking at stuff, talking to people, um, because half the time I do is I, I'm, I'm a one woman show on, honestly, right now. And mm-hmm. I do absolutely everything. And, um, one of the things I do is I do have to spend time with the R and D sector, um, <laughs> my sure. self created R and D sector. And, and mm-hmm. that's checking out the new technologies because what I am doing right now in the current iteration of it is not what I want to be doing forever. You know? Sure. I don't want to be making a boy girl VR porn GFE style like the rest of my life. I would mm. die. <laughs> you know, it's fun right now. It's it's great. I'm so grateful that I have it and I have a good time, but it's not something I want to focus on ultimately. My ultimate goal is to create an experience that you can you can barely decipher between real and not. Mm-hmm. And that good, could be an experience doing anything. So the technology I'm looking at. Right. You know, like the technology I'm looking at, you know, imagine you could have your favorite star on the couch with you. Mm-hmm. And you look over and it's your body or it could be somebody else's body if you don't, if you hate yours. But, you know, I would like to see myself with somebody with, you know, somebody that, you know, is a performer or whatever. And, like and who? Look over and like who? Who would you want to see yourself with? Honestly, Keanu Reeves. And everyone there you knows. go. I love, I love Keanu Reeves. Uh, uh-huh. I would love to have Keanu Reeves in my house, you, you know, go. with like with me instead of mm. me looking down and I've got this massive dick. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, although that's cool to try out, and if I could, I, you know, I would fully have a male experience one day. Why the hell not? You know, try it out, right? But <laughs> there you go. Uh, Why not? God, of course. You know, well, you know what? A woman is lying to you if she says that she never wasn't curious about what it be like. <laughs> there you go, darling. There you go. So, so what about the, what about the adult industry? You and I have certainly been around the block for a while. Um, (laughs) now, uh, darling, you're not, still, still, still beautiful. Um, you know, we, we've been around actually about the same period of time. I think, I think maybe you a year or two more, but it's pretty close now. Right. Where do you where do you see this industry going? What's uh, what's ahead? That's a really good question. All right, where do I see this going? Uh, well, and it, when it comes in terms of content, definitely the hands mm-hmm. are are and and the way everything is going mm-hmm. um, is going towards the individual creator, content creator. Um, yeah, sure. I, I may be totally off on this because I don't have these statistics, but I I. Dare, I dare take a guess that probably influencers TikTok is a little bit more popular than certain streaming services uh, with the younger demographic. I'm not talking about my mom and stuff. They don't know how to use the phone. But, you know, <laughs> but I'm talking about the, the, the soon to be or the current consumers that are mm-hmm. coming up with the money mm-hmm. with the money. Sure. And these people like short, fast, self-created clips. Mm. And this is, you know, going into OnlyFans. It's the same thing. Right. Um, and so that's something for me as well as a content producer, ultimately, who does not do her own content with herself. Um, how do I how do I continue to stay viable, um, even though my love and my focus is VR? But it's a very labor intensive process. It's not an easy. Sure. I pick like the hardest thing to do. And it's, <laughs> and it's most expensive, most expensive, too, because of that. 
exactly the hardest mm-hmm. the the technology is constantly changing i keep having to re-up my equipment every two minutes and it's <laughs> like a huge barrier to entry i'm a sadist yeah. i'm a masochist whatever i am i like <laughs> i like pain apparently um obviously i'm not into that crowd <laughs> <don't> ah. <laughs> but um yeah so how do you how do you say well so i think right now the current trajectory we are on is is the one that you're sort of seeing is is the younger generation is coming up with these with these self-produced um homemade but it's 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 made still with an excellent quality sure and i mean the phones nowadays are absolutely i was was gonna say the cameras on iphones are great (laughs) Uh, they're better than a camera you could go buy from sony well not really but like you know very close very close and then some of the editing apps and the photoshop apps like Mm -hmm. i look at my skills and i'm like Okay, so I could have photoshopped this on my phone far faster than I could have even opening the, the stupid file on my computer, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's amazing and mind blowing. And I think honestly, that's where everything is going as people are churning out content so quickly. Um, but it's almost like the MTV area again. And I, you know, mm-hmm. and this is where where my age when I was in college and stuff is mm-hmm. the advent of the music video and how quick right. and flashy that was and how cool that was and sure. how it's evolved. Now I don't ever see a music video on TV anymore. It's always on YouTube, right? So I think that's where everything is going. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, think, like I said, things like OnlyFans and stuff, especially because of the pandemic. I mean, that's just, they just gave them a huge boon. Right. Um, And I think it's going there. But what's going to happen after that is, that's a good question. Maybe we should look at history and see kind of what's, in terms of entertainment, how how things went there, Hmm. you know, and... Check, uh, um, but, check check nineteen nineteen right 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 <laughs> but also too I mean where like you know where are we going to go with this technology and where are the te- where's that where are the wearables coming and and these are other things that we're looking to like and, and well here let's look at this way I'm gonna try and make a prediction right now based on on some stuff so right mm-hmm. now everyone's locked away you know and we're all kind of producing our stuff at home so what would be the next evolution well eventually they hope but we would we would get out we're out again we're let out again. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's a, a turn and a push back to a different different thing, you know, like, yeah. you know, uh, and in terms of our industry, um, <laughs> probably uh, probably escorts are going to do really well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't sure, know. Sure. Strip clubs are probably going to be do amazing when they can open up again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anything, anything live, anything live. So, so yeah. now lately the industry has faced some more legal challenges. No, no. Even yeah. though they're addressing user generated content, the long hand of the law, of course, is never far away. And all of this has certainly put a chill up on my spine and I'm sure it's done the same to you. Um, mm-hmm. how much does all this concern you? It's concerning. Mm-hmm. It's concerning. I don't think I'm as concerned yet. Um, although I do have my eye out and I'm not, I'm not ignorant to the fact that this is, this is big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, to be honest with you, I haven't really thought about this one very, very much. There's so much other stuff going on in the world. It, it it's, oh. it's kind of you know what you know oh, yeah. what's it's crazy is like oh as I as I as I talked to you the day after the U.S. Capitol was uh, was stormed even though we'll be running this uh, in, in some in, in some in weeks cosplay. yeah like, yeah people in cosplay yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like I just oh that was the head the that that was one of the, that was one of the heads of QAnon by the way oh lord it's the world is so nuts like the other day i heard that there the some was it the government or the israel government or somebody said that aliens exist right and then oh israel israel would never say that or somebody said it some minister of defense Mm. went out Mm. and and said that that they exist and here's Mm. the proof and and but then that at this point, all this in all this stuff, and I'm not trying to like sort of segue off and from answering the question, <laughs> but it's like the world's I, I nuts. The world's like, nuts. I, straight up, Bruce, I don't know what to think anymore because mm-hmm. it's like all these things keep hitting us left and right, mm-hmm. and I I'm concerned, but I'm also concerned about my health right now. Too with COVID, I don't want to get COVID, and I'm concerned concerned about the longevity of the economy, and you know, so yeah, I am concerned. (laughs) But 
Yep, I get you. I get you. It's, so, that's a hard one to answer today. Oh, I understand. Look, this week there's a lot of questions that are hard to answer. I don't even know the questions, right. quite frankly, let alone the answers. So <laughs> what you, you addressed a little bit of this before, but I'll let you get into a little more detail. What makes sure. you unique as a director and producer? Definitely, I think, uh, well, number one, the way that I work with the talent. Um, I actually uh, went to theater and acting school. That was my primary focus hey. for a long time. Yeah, and I, when I was a youngin', I was an actress. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Many, you know what? Adult, The adult industry was my waitressing job. Mm. I was a professional actor. For years, did you I was do? On TV. You did a. Mm-hmm. Did, did you do? You said the adult industry was your uh, waitressing gig. So, like you know, when so you're you did some. So you did some adult. Company. You did some adult work as talent. No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. I was running that company. I was running the phone company. Oh, oh, um, oh, 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 okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. That's what I mean. It was my waitressing gig. As I, in, could I, see, I could see. I could. I could see you as talent. You're damn pretty. <laughs> I blessed, blessed, blessed. But I was, yes. I didn't want to be because I was an actress. Yeah. I was an actress. I was doing movies. My first yeah. film was with Sean Connery, actually. Oh, Jesus. And oh, yeah, exactly. So I did not want to be in an adult film. That's, I bet, that's, I, I bet, I bet you, and, I bet you and LAJ have had some conversations. <laughs> I know. Actually, we haven't. I didn't know that he was. Oh, my God. Why do you think they call him <laughs> LAJ? He was an actor for years. Right, so we, ha- we never got around to that. Uh, you, should, sp- you, you need to listen to it, the podcast he did with me. I will. Okay. I will. And talk to him about it. I can see it. it, though. I can see it. Talk to him about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, no, I was an actress for years. I was okay. on TV. I was touring. I was doing a bunch of shit, commercials. Mm-hmm. So there was no way in hell I could do. Um, you know, and and, and Boy, bless right. my some of the performers are some of my best friends, but there's no way I could actually be in an adult film, so that was sure. out of the question. Okay. Um, but what I did instead was I ran Quarters Entertainment, mm-hmm. um, and that was paying my bills. Sure. And I didn't have to be anywhere because it was remote. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was, I had girls from all over the world calling in and, and working for me. So pretty damn, I, pretty damn young entrepreneur, I'd say. Look, I met a girl at a party that taught me how to do all of it. Wow. That is literally, I was in acting school. I was in theater school and I met her. I went to a party and I met this woman mm-hmm. and um, she had a beautiful voice. I go, you have, a, you have an amazing voice. Do you have voiceovers? And she's like, no, no, I'm sex, a phone sex operator. Nah. Oh, shit, no shit. I was like, I always imagined that was in like a dirty, like call center, you know, when like, you're smoking and shit. Like, and, She's like, no, 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 I do it for my house. You know, oh, yeah. now that because AOL had just come mm-hmm. and somebody had written a program that you could route the calls. Mm-hmm. And um, this was in 2001, mm. 2000. And uh, yeah, 2000. And uh, she said, no, no, no. And she showed me how to do all of it. Hmm. And I said, you know what? I could help you with this. I can help you manage this. And she said, cool. So then we ended up partnering up. Hmm. And I ended up opening up Courtesan with her and uh, we worked together and I hired a lot of my friends, a lot of the actresses to work and we were hmm. getting paid two to four dollars US a minute of which oh, yeah. I got half the girl got the other half. That was back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to run the credit card through first. That's when um, that's when two dollars and four. That's when two dollars and four dollars was two dollars and four dollars. That too. <laughs> that too. There was no tokens. There was no nothing. And then as the technology got a little bit better, we introduced camming. And I only was into yeah. the camming for a short time. I was only. A, you were. You would have been. You would have been one of the early ones. I think. Exactly. And then and then, a company called Night Flirt mm. came out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got out of the business. Yeah, I looked move. at this thing and I was like, I can't compete with this. No. And uh, so, big ad enough, budget. I got out of the business. Yeah, I sold it. Well, I saw the potential in it. I saw that they had like, it was a bigger system. Mm-hmm. And I was still half in the old school way and half in the new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by that time, I had been, I was heavily involved with Red Light Center by that time. So it was oh, okay. an easy jump. It was yeah. easy to let go of that. that sure. Point. Um, and just make the, the crossover. But yeah, so in the early days, adult, the adult industry paid my bills and I didn't have to go be a waitress like the rest of my friends. <laughs> um, you know, because you know, acting jobs are few and far between, but I did really well uh, on both sides sure. for a while. And then it slowly became 
where the adult industry started becoming more of my home, mm-hmm. I liked being there more oh, and yeah. I liked being in the, in the mainstream sets. Mm-hmm. And now it's come to where this is my main job now and oh, has yeah. been for the last at least 13 years. Hmm. And, um, my main focus since at least 2007 hmm. and um the sort of the mainstream is now i come in as a guest under my adult persona which is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious and nobody remembers i was an actor <laughs> <laughs> nobody remembers about that but 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 going back so what makes me unique is that you know to sort of circle back here is my ability to coach and work with the girls mm-hmm. uh, to get very mm-hmm. genuine performances. And I use a lot of techniques that I used in my days of acting. Mm-hmm. I still coach. My nephews are up and coming little Disney stars and <laughs> uh, I've been helping to coach them. So like, yeah, so this is the thing is working with the performers is my number one. My second thing is I actually know every aspect in and out of the entire process from sure. editing to the marketing, to the affiliates, to everything. And so I, I'm in a very, very fortunate position of where I've had an opportunity to work in absolutely every aspect of production, inside and out, from you know, A to Z and from you know, toe to tail and beyond. I have worked in everything, including selling, running the site, content management, coding, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that knowledge, I have an advantage, I think, over some of my, um, you know, some of my, my peers in the fact that some of them come in from just directing standpoint, or mm-hmm. some of them come in from just a, you know, a technical film camera standpoint. And while they may be like, really, really good at the focus thing they do, I'm, I'm looking at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So when I go to shoot something, I've already seen it down the line all the way to the affiliates. Very good. Um, and that's something that I think my counterparts don't necessarily have that ability to do. And I'm so grateful that I've had it because I've had the experience in both the business side and the production and, and, and then being a performer, not an adult one, but you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and then now becoming an editor because, well, I was, mm-hmm. it was COVID. I had to do something. So I learned how to edit. Hey, we got to, <laughs> we got to stay busy now. Now what are, what's 2049 uh, working on now and into, into, into uh, the rest of 2021? All right. So I am shooting for other studios currently. Yeah. Um, and, and I love them. And the, the thing I, and the thing I love about working with the other studios is this, when I started out in VR and when I started out in VR content production, one of the things that always bothered me was the competitiveness was people. Mm-hmm. This is, this is my prep proprietary camera and i don't want to tell you my secrets and that always bothered me because i'm a i'm of a firm believer and i say this all the time that the only way that we can truly succeed in this small niche market is if we band together agreed we work together we pool our resources because why would i spend a hundred grand on something you spend a hundred grand and we're just competing against each other and we don't get any further we don't push anything further I believe that collaboration, especially with new niche technologies, is super, super important. The sharing of information, mm-hmm. open source, all that shit. I'm mm-hmm. really a huge proponent of it. Good. And that's a that's also a big reason why I went on my own is, is, is because I wanted to be able to do that. And I'm very open with everybody I work with. And they all know that I'm working with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know, it's it's the thing. So this is I love that. I love that it's become now. It's not a oh, you work for that company, so I can't talk to you. And there's this, like, rivalry. Hmm. It's like, no, hmm. actually, I'm working for all of you, and we all talk to each other, and this is great. And let's keep adding to the pot, the community pot, and mm-hmm. just, like, you know, keep growing the industry together. And so that's wonderful. Well, yeah, um, and you, you're going to leave the other – any 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 holdouts you're just going to leave behind, quite frankly. Exactly. Right, Exactly. But for my particular, I can, so I, can pro- the- I can probably guess who they are. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's for another conversation. Yes, it but, is. Uh, <laughs> perhaps when I actually am able to see you in person. But um, hmm. yeah, hmm. so but you know myself, uh, you know, but here I am shooting for everybody else, and it's like I, I the money is really where your content is. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be turning my focus. Um, to shooting for two sites that I'm going to open this year, two very Ooh. different sites. Nice. Um, one is going to be very much in the style of Anna Lee, which is what people have known. Mm-hmm. Very pretty, very soft, very DFE. And another one's going nice. to be completely opposite of that. And it's nothing's been 
surprise people. So, mm. um, so that's what I'm working on, and I hope cool. to launch both of them uh, by summer, if not uh, no later than the fall. You know, hopefully, nice. hopefully keep, you do that and keep me posted. Yeah. Definitely, a hundred percent. Trust me, y'all are gonna. Everyone's gonna hear about it. <laughs> Good. Now, uh, now you're, you're always thinking a few steps ahead, knowing you, Anna. And what would you like to make with this company in the future? You know what I really, really want to make? Like the ultimate goal of what I would make. So in the, I don't know if you saw Blade Runner 2049. Um, no. The character, okay, the character Joy in it. She's a very, very main character. She's an uh, holographic AI girlfriend. Okay. Who the main character um, the whole movie is about this guy who is, he's, he thinks he's a replicant and replicants are, are basically like clones okay. and they have like a, they have like an end date. So they, mm-hmm. they, they only live for so long, but they look like humans. They can pass like humans. They mm-hmm. know, but they're, they, they kind of are, are, are born as adults and they only live for like a short, short period of time. And then they're mm-hmm. used for slave functions, slave functions. Mm-hmm. This guy is, uh, he's a blade runner and he's actually a replicant too so he hunts his own kind and <laughs> the whole movie is he doesn't really realize if he's human or not because the lines are so blurred in this future and he has the only significant romantic relationship he has is with this hologram <laughs> who begins to sh- who is extremely autonomous and she can live and she can she he carries around in his pocket in this thing and she can go anywhere with him <laughs> and she was so inspiring her character to me <laughs> That I thought to myself, well, how fucking cool would that be? Like, my whole family's on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. And mm-hmm. right now the East Coast is doing far worse than we are over here. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't go and see them, even though there's work out there for me. Like, uh, you know, I there's people I can go out there and shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto isn't, it's in Toronto, is in complete lockdown right now. So mm-hmm. I'm not going over there. Wow. I haven't seen my family in, a, in physically in a long time. Yeah. How cool would it be if I could have my sister sitting at the table with me mm-hmm. and we're eating together? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. beyond just an iPad screen. Yeah. How cool would it be for my mom and I to visit each other or whatever? Yeah. And then, and then let's take it even further. How cool would it be to have dinner with somebody who's no longer here anymore? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm going. Mm. And the adult industry, even though my end goal is not necessarily for sex purposes, mm-hmm. I think the path of which to get there mm-hmm. is easily walked on mm-hmm. via this route. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's what you're going to use a lot of this technology for. And we are the first to do a lot of these things, experiment with these things. So I think I'm in the right place with it. Yeah. Um, but that's my end goal is to create an experience with somebody that feels so real, like I said in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it goes beyond of where you look across and, well, there's Chris Cornell having dinner with you, you know, mm-hmm. and you can ask him questions mm-hmm. um, or Prince or whoever mm-hmm. or your mom, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then if, nice. you, if you want to, if you want to invite Keanu over later, well, there's that too, right? So, like, <laughs> uh, you know, so that's kind of where I want to really go ultimately. And so my aspirations and visions are beyond far beyond what I'm currently doing. Sure. Um, sure. But everything I am doing is working towards that. And with the film, I really, that's why I want to focus with 2049's content that they produce for my own sites hmm. is I want to make sure I start moving away from the traditional 2D narrative style mm-hmm. and move towards more of the experimental sort of in, in it like immersive well when experience. you when you when you start when you start a, a full-scale technology company you just make sure I, you just make sure i can buy some stock in that girl because it sounds good um, i got you now uh now you're well <laughs> you're obviously well connected in this industry who besides Keanu Reeves uh, uh, would you like to uh, partner and collaborate with in the future? Oh God, like you know what? Everybody mm. some in some capacity. Like mm-hmm. holy shit! I mean, there's some new guys and, and the old. You know, like everybody. Mm. Like because what I'm looking at mm-hmm. has has far-reaching potential for every aspect of the industry. You know, right. it's not just cam girls fuck everything you know like it, it has far-reaching aspects for absolutely every part of it mm-hmm. from your affiliates to everything and it's sure. like the toys the have to uh, everybody everybody hmm. um right now though 
uh, currently with what with what I'm with what I'm stuck with in terms of like you know being able to work within the limitations of the technology. Right. I would love to work with some of the bigger studios who are who have been hesitant to look towards the future. Mm. Um, the sort of bigger budget places that I think that we could collaborate and do something really amazing. Sure. Um, and with that kind of with that kind of marketing power behind it, if these guys took the chance, I think we could just absolutely revolutionize the way that entertainment is consumed just the same way that digital did it with Blu-ray. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, you just, mm-hmm. it's just, and I get really passionate about this is like, I wish sure. sometimes some of the, the, the companies would take the chance and not be so afraid to, to try something a little risky. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that if they really were thinking and thinking beyond what i said not just doing mm. porn like the way porn's always been done yeah but doing thinking outside the box about the implications of creating an experience and how that would feel and how that would look mm-hmm. you know that's uh, that that's ultimately well, what I'd love to do. you're always going to have in, in any business especially adult you're going to have the big thinkers who look to the future and then you're going to have the people who are happy with what they're what they've got and then you go five years down the road and you see where each of those groups are. And I look back mm-hmm. and I I think about <laughs> I think about each group and I know where they are compared to where the first group is. So I right. I, I, I hear you. Now mm-hmm. now how about you? Uh, I know you're a real workaholic. Um, you've got. You've <laughs> I've got, actually gotten really good at not being. Okay. Completely. Okay. I've, well, I've, I'm you, learning to balance. Well, you got your balance. you got your studio in your in your in your home, which is obviously a clue right there. Um, right. But uh, when you do have spare time, what do you like to do? It's going to sound really funny. I like to watch movies. Um, no, okay. for real. Um, you know what I've actually started doing straight up, and it may not sound like a hobby, other than mm. hanging out with my dogs. My dogs are amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, How many? I've got two boys, two mm. two Frenchies. Mm. They we, are just the best. We have four. <laughs> oh, three of them. Two cats as well. Three of them are three of them are rescues. So uh, that's important here. Yeah, same here. I I, I work with. Uh, I used to volunteer to be on the board of rescue group back nice. in the day when I was a work nice um but honestly i like watching movies i like chilling i like going for drives i like going on road trips i like actually this is gonna sound harsh nerdy Mm. one of the things i've been doing in my house uh is is i i love to decorate like Mm -hmm. i love to like light so i've actually lit my house like like right now it looks like i either live i live in the dream home of what i always wanted to live in when i was a kid Mm. so that's not necessarily a good thing because the key word was when i was a kid (laughs) Um, <laughs> so it looks like it could either be a strip club in here mm. or a future house, depending on how you look at it. Um, but yeah, I've been lighting things and putting like lights in strategic places. Did you put a, uh, did you put a stripper pole? No, but I do have like poles in the corner for, for lighting <laughs> and for like filming. And it's just, just put yeah, one, but, just, put, uh, just put one in the middle. <laughs> You know what? I actually think I might get one, and that might be my new hobby. I might learn how to do that. I guess. <laughs> oh God! Uh, but I, I was I, I was kidding, but yeah, go for it. You know. Hey, those girls are fit. Uh, I am, yes, yes, they are. Yes, I'm, they I'm so are. impressed by them. Me too. But uh, what else do I do other than that? You know, I started meditating, uh, and uh, I'm a terrible. I'm cool. a terrible meditator. I can never stick with it, so I need it. It's it's been really cool. It's mm. it's changed my perspective and my outlook on a lot of shit. And I'm like, mm. I'm actually starting to dig it. Okay, and, you, uh, can, you convinced me to try it again. My wife really wants me to do it, so yeah. Oh, I pushed through. It was really mm. hard, but I was actually like straight up. I was going through a very bad breakup. Mm. Uh, Sorry. And it's okay. No, I'm mm. I'm great. Yeah. Um, I was going through a very bad breakup with someone I'd been with a long time, mm-hmm. and. He is was an addict, mm. and so it was a very very hard transition and a very mm. hard time that I went through. And um, so I actually turned to it initially just mm-hmm. to chill mm. and to kind of not overwork and mm. not freak out. And since I've been doing it, my life is just my quality of my life is better. Good. Everything seems better. Great. Everything seems better. 
Um, That's the idea. Yeah. So there's that. I watch movies. I do yoga and I, I cook and hang with my dogs and talk to people online a lot. Sounds <laughs> like awesome. Else. Sounds awesome. Well, hey, and. <laughs> Anna, I'd really like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Slate Broker Talk, and I know we'll have a chance to uh, talk again. My broker tip today is part seven of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Let's talk about some of the factors that influence the sale price of a website. Number one is almost always profit. It will be a multiple of the profit, and that multiple is based on whether the profit is trending up or down and how fast it's trending up or down. I've seen valuations of as much as five times, although that's very rare. Normally, it's in the two and a half to four times area. I've also seen valuations of one time if the profit is taking a nosedive. If a site hasn't been monetized, then it's all about the amount and quality of the traffic. If a sale is based on traffic, it will be a multiple of what the traffic would sell for on the open market. What are the sources of traffic? Direct traffic, search engine traffic, and review traffic are the most valuable. Tube traffic, the least valuable. Is the traffic reliable and sustainable? What is the traffic history? And again, is it going up or is it going down? In a rare case, the valuation will be based upon revenue. The same factors apply to that of profit, and the valuations will, of course, be lower than those of profits. How old is the website? Is the domain a .com or something else? .com is still king. What is its Alexa rating? How many inbound links are there? How much staff does it take to run the site? How many email addresses do you have? In the case of a dating site, this is very important. Another factor can be the reverse engineering cost. How much would it cost to build the site from scratch and drive the same amount of traffic to it, and how much time would be involved? What is the lifetime value of a customer on the site? Next week, how to buy a website. And next week, we'll be talking to Florin of Traffic Manager and Tube Advertising. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Anna Lee. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.